I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm recording. So am I. I'm surprised that we haven't had an episode where one of us forgot to push record. I know. And we realized at the end. I know. It's one of those things I get nervous to do because I fear that I'm going to hit the wrong button. Mm -hmm. It's performance anxiety. Ooh, that's rough. But then I get over it, and then here we are. So it's a quick, it's a quick turnaround. It's just a quick moment of anxiety, right? Because I worry I'll hit instead of hitting R, I'll hit E or whatnot, and then oh, I have to start all over it again. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's just the the techie headaches that we're all in these days. The fear. I was gonna say I don't know about you. Well, actually, I do know about you because you have banjo. But do you ever have those moments where you just want to smother your dog to death because you love him so much? If there, if, if a dog could die from kisses, <laughs> my dog wouldn't be around. Oh my God. I just, I look at Mo and I just want to like grab her face <laughs> yeah. and just like snuggle it to death. And same with the cat, but the cat won't let me. There's a difference with how we love, do- or not we, I mean me, I guess. Talk for myself here. No, you can say we. This is universal. There's a difference... In how you love on a dog, not just love a dog, like really get in the smushy love, how you do it with a cat and how you do it with a dog. Yeah. They feel very different to me. I get jealous of people when they say their cats are like dogs, where they chase things, mm-hmm. where they follow you everywhere. I've never seen that. I've, I've seen it with other people's cats. My cat is the furthest thing from it. Oh, Charlie, your cat Charlie is scared that you're going to give her another haircut. So she's not going to get anywhere near you. And I don't blame her. (laughs) Boy, do you have to post one of those pictures? Listen, let me tell you something. The the things that you do to your animals. Listen. In the haircutting department. Wait, that's a, that that sounds like I'm torturing my babies. Call it what you want, but those haircuts. Listen, I used to give Floyd and Charlie haircuts. Floyd loved a haircut. He pretty much stood still. Well, Charlie's your cat. You need to tell everyone who's who here. All right. I used to have a dog my my baby boy Floyd who I lost last year and my cat Charlie who I've had for 10 years now when Floyd was around I used to each give them haircuts Charlie liked a haircut she would sit still for it 
Now, <coughs> yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, but shush. And now that I, have, <coughs> Jesus Christ, it's like she knows that the episode's about her. <laughs> she does. She's like, "Am I on? Can you hear me? Do you have a little tiny microphone? I wish I did. You want to come? Come here, mamas. Come here, babies. Anyway, but with Mo, I think Mo drives Charlie crazy because Mo treats Charlie the way we would treat a beloved celebrity that you wouldn't see out in public often, right? So Charlie's like, "Ugh, get this fucking kid away from me!" And so when I try to give Charlie haircuts now, she has little patience because she wants to get away from Mo. So that's why Charlie's haircuts. Or the most recent one looks like shit. The, it's simple. It's not. You cannot say that that haircut has just happened once. It has. If I need to go back in my text chain and find the last couple of years of these haircuts. It's just the the way you say it makes it sound like I'm torturing my cat. P.S. I've taken her to get proper <coughs> hair. Hush. I've taken her to take. <coughs> Jesus Christ. I've taken her to get proper haircuts and she loves it in the summertime. Nothing makes Charlie happier than her summer cut. Yeah, because she's like, thank God I'm with a professional. I don't know how Mo knows that this episode's about her, even though we're not even talking about. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's mad you're really just talking about Charlie for the last five minutes. She really is. She's like, come on, what about me? I don't know. I don't need to make this all about Charlie and her goddamn Look, haircuts. I'm going to prove all of this to everybody when I post a picture the other day and admit it. You came over with Mo, and one of my favorite things mm. about Mo mm. is her tail is like a plume. It's like a she's like a showgirl in Vegas. Like it's like she's got one of those giant feathers, and she's like la 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 la, and it's gorgeous. And the other day, someone else was over, and I was like, Oh, look at Mo's tail. What's wrong with Mo's tail? The pride I had in showing her off was gone because you, you, and I knew who did it right away. Did you hear that? Took some scissors to this tail and you did some weird blunt cut and all the beauty of her tail is, I hope to God, not gone forever. It better grow back. Do you hear this? I think. Yeah, she's. She's sitting there. She's pissed, Kate. She's pissed. And her haunches have the same thing where it's these like extra, it's like this extra hairy section that you don't expect makes her magical and you took it all away. No, she's got flary chaps in the back. Flare chaps. Yeah. I did that because number one, the hair will grow back. And number two, it was getting really matted. Okay. And I couldn't brush it out because she doesn't let me brush it out. It was. That is such bull. There was nothing matted about it's it. It's not. Anybody. Oh, I got to take her outside. Hold on one second. Pause. Winnie. Winnie, shh. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, yes, you're right. It is Mo, but she's in L.A., isn't she? That's right, and you're in London. She's just on the edit. Yeah, look, I know Mo declared independence from her crate, but... Well, that's because you weigh 20 kilos, so you'll keep sleeping downstairs. No, we're not getting one. No. I know you like Beyonce, too, but no, we're not getting one. Because I'm allergic. Yes. Okay, do you want me to do it with my headphones on? And we won't disturb you. All right. There's a good girl. Come here, kid. Come on. Come on, baby. Go upstairs. How did Mo know that this episode is partially about her? Just to defend that, it's going to grow back. At the end of the day, it's fucking hair. It's going to grow back. It just needed a little... So you cut it because it grows back? That makes no sense. Listen, it was matted and it was gross. And she doesn't like her tail being touched. 
And she doesn't, she's certainly not going to let me get in there with a brush. How upset would you be if I brought Banjo over and her mohawk was gone? Oh, stripe. Her natural little mohawk. Banjo is like, I've, I say this all the time to you. She's like the, the head gremlin in Gremlins, mm-hmm. Stripe, who's on the tricycle. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> every time I see Banjo, I have that visual in my head of the Stripe gremlin. Yeah. And I watched Gremlins recently and that's actually the gremlin's name is Stripe. Yeah. She's identical she looks like that brazilian animal a, a capivara capivara i mean doppelganger if i threw banjo into a pack of capravadas or however the hell you say that <laughs> you wouldn't find her and i don't even think they would know no they'd be like great there's another one well they'd look at her and say oh that poor little thing is the run of her litter mm-hmm. do you think it's odd that my dog my baby girl who passed away the love of my life zoo had no tail and also banjo came with no tail Interesting. They both have little, like, little cottontails, like, like on a bunny. Yeah, you're right. And I didn't even know. I mean, it's not, it's not like I've gone for this look. And I don't know what that is. How long has it been since we lost Zoo? Uh, four years. Really? Well, let's not go, let's not go there yet. Well, you want to, okay. Well, you want to hear something wild is that yeah. Floyd's anniversary yeah. when this airs is probably just over a year. That's so crazy. Isn't that trippy? My mom just lost her cat Mm -hmm. that she had for 15 years. And I just, it fucking kills me because, you know, she's, she's in Philly. I can't get to see her because she knew it was time for him to go. And I was trying to tell her, Ma, the anticipation leading up to that event, immeasurable. It's crazy. And then when it's over, then you're left being empty. But at least Mm -hmm. that hard part is over. Am I wrong in saying that? But No, I mean, I, I lost Sue out of the blue. She was only six, and it was a, a crazy situation. I've never had an elderly dog. Right. An old dog. Like, Floyd was sort of the closest I ever came to having an old dog. That's right. That's right. I mean, I had one, the dog growing up, but I was already out of the house and living in New York. Did you have a dog growing up? Yeah, newbie. Zubinaga newbie, Toto Atrocious Haley. What? What's her real whole name. Everybody in the family got to pick a name, and then we squished them all together, and that was her full name. Wait, because we were kids. Was it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? That was part of it. So Zuba Zuba Nalganubi, I think, is a star. So my dad picked that. My sister Kadra thought she looked like Toto from Wizard of Oz, and I did Trocious from Expialatrocious from whatever I was young Mary Poppins and then Haley last name so yeah Zuba Naganubi Toto Trojas Haley newbie <laughs> Seven, she lived till she was 17 she had one eye no she passed away when I was already out of the house but I had her the whole time my folks wouldn't let me get a dog because I didn't live in a house I lived in an apartment they didn't want to be responsible in walking the dog in the park every morning Absolutely against it. Well, that's hard when you live in a building. So I, I had a cat growing up. You can just open the back door. And the cat was for me. What was your cat's name? My cat's name was Seamus. That's a cute name. It is a cute name. It was supposed to be my cat, right? Like a kid's first pet. But he became obsessed with my mom. So it became her cat. He lived for a good long life. He had what? Maybe 17 years or 18 years. He was pretty up there. What other What other animals did you have growing up? I had two gerbils, Pippin and Quint. I told you about that. That's right. What happened to them? They died. It's <laughs> a great story. I don't know. I think maybe they, I don't know what happened. I, I don't remember. They, they died. They're gerbils. I don't have much memory of actually Pippin and Quint. 
I don't remember. One was a little bigger than the other. Did, were they, did they just disappear suddenly one day you came home from school and your mom's like, no, I don't know. <laughs> they could have. Uh, yeah. I, they just, um. <laughs> my mom was like, thanks so much for bringing two little mice into my house. <laughs> no, my mom would never do that. Just one day. I, my dad said that they both died. I don't remember from what. Moved to a farm. They moved to a farm. <laughs> they're they're running around in a big field on a farm. But those were my only those were my only pets until I moved to L.A. in two thousand and three. And you and Aaron came with me, and I found my boy Floyd. I had hermit crabs. I was obsessed with hermit crabs, and I had two hermit crabs. Did you put the googly eyes on their shells? You, no, I did. I didn't know. Thank God, I didn't know about that because. If I knew you could, that was a choice, you know, that would have. Okay, good. The, the flair on these hermit crabs would have been exceptional. I did build them an amusement park. <gasps> no fucking joke. Out of cardboard and construction paper, I made a Ferris wheel. I made a little roller coaster and I'd put them in it. And I would, I thought that this is what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they enjoyed it? Yeah, in my mind, they loved it. But they were so cute. I didn't mind them crawling up my hand and my arm. What were their names? Hermie and Crab. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you put Hermie and Crab into things that you get into the roller coaster? What are those things? Like the seats? Yeah, a little car. Yeah, carts. Yeah, they had little cars. When I was on tour about five years, it could have been longer than that, six years ago. Who cares? Jamie, who was our very good friend and also she was our sound person, Cam from my band uh uh-huh her went to the mall of america one day they came back with (laughs) with three hermit crabs and i was so excited so we get them in the van and we have like food and water and little homes or whatever that we little carrier cases and they literally went on tour with us across america (laughs) (laughs) but i started getting really upset that this wasn't the life that they wanted to have i was like this doesn't seem like a good life so when we got to like some point in Florida, I was like, this is it. We're in the place. We should set them free on the beach. It felt weird also once we got them on the sand to like just let them run free. Like it felt like a seagull was going to just like swoop down and a minute later just get them because they weren't used to this wildlife. Were they in a rehabilitation center to get acclimated? (laughs) No, but every night in the hotel, somebody had to be responsible because you had to soak them in water every night. So someone had to be responsible for bringing them into the hotel. And you can imagine when you're touring, like you have to bring your suitcases and your gear and everything has to. And then you're lugging these hermit crabs every night as well. And then you have to fill up the sink at the hotel and soak them in water for like 30 minutes or I can't remember what it was. Uh Anyway, it was a big debate between all of us whether we were going to keep doing this or not. And I blamed them for getting the hermit crabs because (laughs) we shouldn't have had them in the first place. And so one night on stage in Florida, I was like, is there a person out there who would like to home three hermit crabs? And this girl magically appears and was like, I will rehome them. And so she took the crabs. Jamie and Cam are so mad at me. And still, I mean, Jamie still brings it up to this day that I get cursed. was named George Michael. Well, did you... Did, <laughs> did you vet this girl who said she was going to rehome the hermit crabs? No, that was Jamie's point. Yeah. That was Jamie's point. She was like, you just gave our babies away to a stranger. You did. You rehomed them. But I feel like they must have been car sick. Like they're in a tour bus, like no hermit crab signed up for that. Maybe they got stepped on by their new parent. Stepped on? Why is that the story? I don't know. 
I'm not, I'm just saying you didn't vet this girl. Right. Like, hey, who wants my, hey, I can't re- be responsible for this. Who wants, <laughs> who wants to take responsibility of my responsibility? Any, any takers? I'll do it. Yeah, I really feel like I was saving some lives. Meanwhile, you know. And Jamie to this day will, is so mad about it still. I can imagine those poor hermit crabs. I love hermit crabs. They saw they saw a lot of America that they probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. They could see the crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra many. brands? Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this, or they're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things and it's like I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off, honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. I hate to admit it, when I had Floyd, we used to be able to bring our pets to set, remember? Yeah. It was like a dog park because everyone had their their dogs with them and all the dogs were friends. And Floyd was very accustomed to his trailer on the show. And so I'd put him in there during the day. It, It was like his trailer. Yeah, it wasn't really yours. Oh, yeah, completely. It was not mine. It was his. I have to admit that there was one time we were filming on location. It was a long day and we all pile into the van and we're all going to get dropped off one by one. And we're halfway back and I stop. And I'm like, fuck, Floyd. Like, fuck, I forgot Floyd. Yeah, I was in there. We had to turn the van around <laughs> and go back and <laughs> yeah. get Floyd because I had forgotten him in my trailer. Kate, that was not the first time. He was so obedient and quiet. I was just, I forgot him in the trailer. So we jam back to set and the Teamsters are there and they're kind of like cleaning out the trailers and they just look at me like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's in your trailer right now. And I open the door and there's Floyd who's like giving me like the fuck you eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that guy so much. I wasn't a horrible mom. I just forgot. I think you're the best mom ever. It was never in any life-threatening situations. I just... No. (laughs) No, you're a great mom and you had Floyd for 17, possibly 18 years. We're not sure because we don't know how old he really was. I'm going to say maybe 18. Only a good mom would have a dog that long. And he really learned how to pick up on those three legs pretty much instantaneously from when he woke up from surgery. He was like, oh, I got this. I figured it out. Well, Floyd was ballsy. I mean, we lived in Vancouver and we would walk Floyd. He would be very calm until a giant like pit bull dog or something would come and he would jump like three feet in the air to yeah. try to attack the dog. Like he's, he wasn't scared. No, he, he had zero fucks. I always thought of Floyd like he was Marlon Brando on On the Waterfront. With his little hat mm-hmm. and his jacket, just kind of strutting. He always had a swag to him. Yeah, a little swagger. With his beautiful eyeshadow on his eyes. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous eyeliner. I God, I miss that fucker so much. I know. But alas. And he had the worst breath. <laughs> they all do. Oh. They all stink. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but his really just like, it was like a trash truck 
from three weeks ago drove past the house in 120 degree heat and you're <laughs> with dead bodies in it <laughs> covered in like vomit and rotten <laughs> eggs with old fish yeah <laughs> and then you'd like lean in to kiss him because you just couldn't believe how great great it was but you know when you love an animal so much is when you realize you uh, you like their smell that's what i'm saying you go towards it you go in into the smell <laughs> i told you before like i knew i've turned a corner with mo where i love mo's smell i could nuzzle my face in her neck all day long and be like i can't get enough of this right and only a mother would do that Right, like when Banjo gets kind of ripe, like if I get lazy with bathing her, especially in this this COVID time because you can't drop her off to get a real professional bath. And my home baths are like I always give her mm-hmm. ear infections because I don't dry her ears well enough or you know what I mean? And so this the smell, you leave it a little longer than you should. And I don't care. Oh, it's the best. I, I like it's it. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. What is that? I don't know. But after Floyd, I never thought I would love another dog on the level I love Floyd. I'm not trying to compare the two, but I now have this obsession with Mo where I can't get enough of her. Truly. Not just her smell, but everything. That's what I said. I just want to like, Arr. sometimes I have that mm-hmm. feeling where I just want to like yeah, smother her and if she'd allow me. Yeah. How? So talk about Mo and Charlie's relationship. Well, as Anna would say, Mo looks at Charlie the way... We would look at Beyonce if we saw her in person. She's obsessed. She's like a super fan. A super fan of Charlie. Like, obsessed with Charlie. She will knock over any glass, dive over any piece of furniture, anything to get near Charlie. And Charlie is another one who has zero fucks left. And so all she'll do is swat at Mo, and Mo will back off really quick. But she doesn't give up because she's another one who doesn't who's pretty fearless. And then she'll like just try to go back over to her. But Mo is really gentle. So she's not trying to hurt her. She's just dying to be her friend. My girlfriend has two cats that I now obviously call my cats. I used to say, oh, she's got two cats and I have a dog. And now... And now they're your cats. I mean, I actually say I have one dog and one cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? because you, you play favoritism. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I'm you kidding. Play, no, it's favoritism. No, Peggy, Peggy and I have a relationship. I've never had a cat, so this is new for me. But when I wake up and she's curled next to my face, like when she looks over at me, it feels, it's like a deep, there's like a deep understanding and like a deep love happening. But then she ignores me. This is the thing that, I don't think my personality takes cats that well. Like I'm too insecure. I feel like dogs fit me because they're just always there. They're like, you know, like that goofy love that they're just like, I love you. Right. And a cat's like, I know I loved you this morning, but I don't. We'll see about it later. Cats are like you got to earn it, bitch. I know, but it's a it's a daily struggle. Well, you got to earn it every day. But I, like I think they're gonna turn a corner. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for the everything to change, and we just magically, you know, they come to me every second, mm-hmm. and they don't. Charlie and I. It's hard. Charlie and I have a really deep bond where she's of her own counsel. She likes to be left alone. She'll come to you when she wants, not when you want. Everything is on her schedule, period. And I will stop, drop, and roll for any time that cat wants to sit on me. Like, we have a rule in the house that whoever Charlie is sitting on, the other one can't move, so we don't disturb the cat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Because you just can't upset the queen, right? And with Charlie, there are times where I have to protect Charlie sometimes from Mo, Not from being violent, but just trying to, like, calm down Mo and just, like, petting Charlie and, and, like, letting her know I'm here. And I swear to God, that cat knows... 
that I'm defending her and is always looking at me and giving me like a little headbutt on my hand and on my arm being like, I see you. I see you. Right. It's like when I get the respect of Charlie, it makes me feel like I've done something good with my day. Truly. I know that sounds fucked up, but (laughs) it's the truth. That cat runs my fucking life. Are we like two old parents talking about our kids? Is it going to be one of these boring podcasts? I don't know. You can hear about my pets for a little while. Honestly, pets are better than people. I'd, I'd rather be around them. When Floyd died, you're the one who told me that great line. Oh, yeah. So our pets are ticking time bombs of pain. Right. <laughs> and it's, and it's so true. true. You're just waiting to hurt because you love them so much. Cause, and because you know that day is going to come around. It, it really is truly one of the worst days of our entire lives. Oh, it's so bad. But then you think, oh, I'm never going to have another one. Of course, we're always going back. And then lo and behold, your best friend sends you a picture of a black and white alien with really big ears that's just been rescued off the streets of Costa Rica, and you say to yourself... I didn't mean to send it so soon after Floyd passed away. I just was in bed looking through Instagram, and our friend Lisa, who rescues puppies from Costa Rica, which is where Banjo is from, I follow her, and this puppy came up... Let's give Lisa some props. It's Lola and Frankie Rescue is the best place to adopt a dog. And she's the most incredible person who really dedicates her life to helping animals and rescuing animals and finding amazing homes for them. So everyone check her out. Yeah. She really does this from a place of passion. The picture came up and all I did was send it to you because it was a magical little puppy. At 10 o'clock at night, bing, and I open it up and there's this picture of a black and white alien with huge ears, they're sticking out of the screen because they're so big. Right. And I had just said earlier, I had given a whole speech five or six hours earlier about how I wasn't ready for another dog and I didn't have this. It was at least going to be a year. It was going to be a year. I had all these fucking like requirements in my brain, right? And I see that picture and I'm like, that's the dog. Yeah. And Mo was awesome. I was madly in love and Mo, I mean, bless her heart, which made me love her even more. She survived Parvo. She almost didn't make it. Right. When she got here, it was like, oh yeah, like you're going to have the greatest life ever. I mean, you work so hard to get over here and get off the streets. And so now I have Mo. We both have a couple of Costa Ricans. Right. Mo and Joe. Because you know Lisa from Banjo because you, because Banjo was another Costa Rican street dog. Yes. And I had waited over a year after Zoo passed away. I walked into a place that had rescue animals and she had just gotten off the plane the night before. Yeah. Oh, she, I have a, I have a picture of Banjo. You had gotten her maybe the day before. I have a picture of her in one arm and Floyd in the other. I have to post that. Oh God, she was cute. What I love about Lisa is that she will have videos of the rescue. Right. You'll, you'll see your dog actually being Scooped up. rescued. Yeah. I saw how Mo got rescued. I mean, this little puppy could like fit in your hand. She was so tiny. Oh, yeah. She was tiny. Little peanut. She was a peanut. And now she's 26 pounds and hopefully that'll be it. Yeah. I mean, if she gets a little bigger, who cares? She's perfect. Oh, I don't care. I mean, she could be the size of my living room and I won't care. But she's a lot bigger than I ever thought she would be. Right. Sometimes losing a pet's more painful than losing a human because in the case of the pet, you weren't pretending to love it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like my favorite time at night is in bed watching a show and cuddling with the dog, or waking up and seeing what position the dog is in because 
in my house, Mo sleeps on the bed. She declared her independence from her crate like two months ago out of the blue and that was it. So now she sleeps on the bed. I love seeing the position she's in first thing in the morning. I love when Banjo puts herself to bed before I do. She puts herself to bed? Yeah, I can't find her and she's already in her crate asleep. Like she's just like, it's time. (laughs) She tucks herself in. It's the cutest thing. Does she sleep in the crate all night? She never sleeps in bed with you. Oh yeah, when I'm alone, it's me and Banjo. I just feel overcrowded with two cats and a dog and my girlfriend. It's a lot of people. Do the two cats sleep in the same bed as well? Yeah, it's a new thing. Oh, shit. It's a new thing. Do each one of you get a cat? Kind of. They kind of sandwich my girlfriend, but I'm on the other side. Peggy sleeps in the middle. That's why Peggy and I have moments. You and Peggy get deep. And Chi-Chi's on the other side. Got it. And I love Chi-Chi. I don't don't need this to sound because I love Chi-Chi. She's... Chi-Chi, like... You play with Chi-Chi, and Peg's like this feminine little... She's a lady. Like she loves flowers. If I'm getting ready for to go out or something, I'm putting makeup on. She loves makeup. <laughs> she's like she's like an old 1940s movie star. She's like a little starlet. Like, I could see her dripped in, you know, diamonds. She's like Ava Gardner. Yeah, she's like Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. And Chi-Chi's like the little runt who's like scrappy, plays, and beats Peg up. Charlie... Reminds me, like if you had Charlie in the Senate hearings, she would just lay down the law if she was a human. She'd be like the gnarly questioner during the Senate hearings. She'd keep pressing. Yes. She doesn't take any shit. That's Charlie. Did you ever have a bird? Never had a bird. I had a parakeet too. Herschel. Who? Herschel. Herschel? (laughs) He sounds like a banker. (laughs) Did he do your accounting? Herschel. I'd be better off if he had. Herschel. I like birds. I don't have what one. What about a lizard? Would you ever be a person with a lizard on your shoulder? No. I'm like not. who walks walks the street? Too much attention? I don't have a problem with reptiles. I just don't want one. They stink. They stink? Cages. Oh. I don't think I've ever smelled a reptile. I knew someone who had a boa constrictor when I was little, and that fucking cage smelled so bad. What about a spider? Fuck no. Fuck no. Absolutely not. No. Uh, no, like a like a tarantula. Yeah, I can't even. I have to move on from the conversation. I just got chills. I can't. Ugh. I'd rather have a snake than a tarantula. I don't want either. Not to be mean, but I don't mind snakes. You know what I want? Oh my god, what are they called? I just for it just left my head. Pretty bull. The sugar babies. Oh yeah. You know what I want? I want a sugar glider. Those things are so freaking cute. I've sent you pictures. And I actually thought you were going to support this idea. Follow someone. <laughs> this girl in Japan has one. I follow it. and But it has to wear a cone on its head sometimes because it bites its tail. Yeah. And that would break my heart. If, if I had a little tiny sugar glider that had a little problem like that, I don't think my heart could take it. Are they legal? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really looked into there it. There might be different requirements in Japan as opposed to California. Yeah, because you don't hear about a lot of people having these. But they are cute. If I could see anybody with a sugar glider, it would be you. I can kind of see you with one, which is why I sent it to you. Because you tried to get me to let you keep a baby possum once. Oh, I'll get one. Let's each get one. And they'll quarantine together too. And they'll hang out at each other's houses. They would be so cute, Kate. Oh. Do they fly around? I don't even know what they look like when they move. I would prefer that they didn't. I only see it like hanging off of her finger. I like the idea of like putting the little sugar glider like right on top of like my computer when it's, pl- like, you know, and it's like climbing yeah. all over things and stepping on the keyboard buttons and screwing up my email or whatever it is. And then it tucks its head like behind your hair on your neck 
while you're doing an email. Yeah, I like any little sweet thing that like crawls up on your head and just like hangs out on the top of your head. That's what I mean. See, I knew you'd like this thing. Well, if you find a source, let me know and I'll, I'll buy one too and we can name them Huey and Louie. I, can I think about the name? You don't like Huey? I do. No, it was Huey, Dewey, and Louie. So Huey and Dewey. Uh, you, you name it. I don't care. Well, if we get our farm. The sugar babies are going to be friends with my baby mm-hmm. elephant. You know what else? Some chickens. Oh, yeah. Cute little chicken coop. You have the space for a chicken coop. Would you consider? No, I have considered. And? There was a big, like a mad rush for chickens when COVID hit. Right. Everyone was like, we're running out of eggs. <laughs> no, ch- no chickens in the future or what? No, I, I, I highly consider that. I just need to maybe be retired or something to really do it right. I don't think I could go to work at like 5.30 in the morning and be there for 18 hours and wonder how my chickens were doing. Like, I'd want to be around for it. Yeah, you need to like keep up with them. Yeah, I don't want to be an irresponsible chicken owner. You know what I'd like? I'd like a goat. For what? To make goat's cheese? No, just to hang out. I mean, it would destroy my house, but I love billy goats. Oh, it's living in the house? Well, not inside the house. I mean, I'm sure it would, you know, come in and out because I wouldn't have the heart to keep it outside the whole time. But, you know, it would <laughs> yeah. it would be it would be friends with the elephant and the sugar babies and maybe the chickens. I really like our future. Can I just say? Sugar babies? <laughs> or sugar gliders. What the hell are they called? I like sugar babies. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be sugar babies to me. That's how we smuggled them into the States. We give them a different name. They're like, oh, no, they're just sugar babies. They're well, we t- can't do anything. We can't do anything illegal. We're not into that. You know what I love about Banjo? She has such a specific little growl that she does when she plays. Huh. That sounds like a, what are those bikes? Wee, wee, those. Like a dirt, like a dual enduro like a, or something. Like she sounds like an old dirt bike from the 70s. There's nothing better and I will post it because it's worth God, it. God, she's cute, Banjo. Banjo's obsessed with the ball, tunnel vision obsession with the ball. And when you toss that thing, her center of gravity is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Because I've never seen a dog run faster in my life. <laughs> she's a bullet. Yeah, she's like a wide receiver on an amazing NFL team. Oh my God. She's the one you want to throw the ball to. All Mo wants to do is chase Banjo. <laughs> like she'll do anything that Banjo does. She'll like, I don't care. Right. I'll, I'll chase that thing if that's what you want to do. Just be my friend. I've always loved your animals. I've always loved yours. You've always loved my animals. Loved. We've been through the hardest times together mm-hmm. with losing our animals. So thank you for being there during... Those horrible times. Back at you. We're lucky. We're lucky moms. Nothing against children, but... Whatever. They're, animals are so much better than people. I'll die on that hill. And with Floyd, you really came full circle because you were with me the day we found him, you and Aaron, and you were with me the day he died. You were with me in the room. I know. Oh. What a day. What a day. 2019. Who knew that 2020 would be so <laughs> much better? <laughs> <laughs> Floyd was smart. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going <laughs> to leave this year. Floyd was like, uh, he's like, I got a feeling. Guys, I think I'm going to cut out early. <laughs> Guys, I think this is it. I see the future and it's not for me. But you know what, Floyd? No, because if there's any being that would have appreciated the fact that I was home all the time, it would be Floyd. That's true. Charlie's like, can you please get the fuck out of my house? But Floyd is like, oh my God, you're here all day long. I can sit on your lap. Like, he was designed for quarantine, that dog. <laughs> we just want to endorse all people getting rescues yeah. for their pets. Lola and Frankie Rescue. Send us any pictures of your pets. If anybody who lives in the Los Angeles area or somewhere in California, check out Lola and Frankie Rescue. We're not kidding. That woman, Lisa, really does have a remarkable rescue organization that she runs herself. Runs herself. Adopt, don't shop. Adopt, don't shop. All right, this has been another Pants. Pants. 
Pants. Pants. Pants. Bonjour, pants potters. C'est moi, c'est Babette. I make the housekeeping for, how do you call it, pants. It's a podcast by the cool Kate Manning and the luscious Lisha Henry. S'il vous plaît, écoutez et subscribe. There is the Twitter at the pants pod. There is the email pantspodcast at yahoo.com. The ravishing Raquel Shelley is the editor and producer here in the UK. Song is Carolina Parker. Graphics by Love. Oh la la.